we have the same access to knowledge as everyone else. It's the process we use to distill it down and the decision-making process we give our clients. That's what's helpful. Again, we know where to tap to make the machine run efficiently. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Welcome to another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the KC metro area, but also with clients all across the country. You can find us online at listentoscott.com for past episodes of the show or subscribe or follow on your favorite podcasting app. Scott, good to be with you today, my friend. How are you? I am fantastic. We're cruising into this summertime weather. Are you enjoying the heat so far? Uh, when If I'm out and about working, I enjoy working outside in the heat. I enjoy working out in the heat. I do not enjoy being dressed up in the heat. How about that? <laughs> yes. Yes, very true. That's the only thing that would keep me from moving like any further south or going to Florida or anything like that. If I ever have to wear pants in that humidity, just just not going to happen. It's just not going to be a good story. <laughs> and, I don't, and we've got several clients that live in Florida. And I said, how do you do it? And I said, well, we... Our, our blood gets thinned out. We get used to it. Uh, there you go. And if you're <laughs> retired, you probably don't have to be wearing pants all that often, This right? is true. This is true. <laughs> if I'm moving to Florida, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt probably almost every day. So uh, That would be my my uh, uniform of choice. But sure. I don't know how you'd survive being a financial advisor in uh, in the swamps, but in any event. We've got a really good show on the way for today's program. You probably saw the headline, Knowledge is Not Power. Why not? We're going to explore that a little bit on today's show. And Scott, this is uh, a born a little bit out of um, kind of a mindset that you developed maybe in your very early days as a financial advisor when you were first getting credentials and passing all the tests that you needed to pass to be able to do this financial advising thing. And you've kind of learned many lessons along the way that have led you to this belief that knowledge is not power. Absolutely. And I, and I was focused and on obtaining information or reading and going to events early on because I thought I needed to gather all of this knowledge and to be the the you know a fountain of knowledge so I could never never be stumped by a question. I never wanted anyone to to stump me and if they asked me something I wanted to have an answer. And early in my career I luckily stumbled across this idea or concept that knowledge is not power. The application of knowledge is power. Because just because we, we learn something or take something in doesn't mean that we can apply it. If we know something that could improve our life, but if we don't act upon it, is it really that important to us? You know, does it really make an impact? So, you know me, I we studied to be a teacher. I think education, information is extremely important. But in today's world, access to information is unlimited. I mean, we can get to information at our fingertips just by using our search engine and going through Google. That leads to that next item of, you know, we've information is out there. You know, we've got to get knowledge. Uh, knowledge really breeds experience. Reminds me of a, one of my favorite quotes by Albert Einstein, and hopefully it was actually him who was the quote was attributed to. But he said, "Information is not knowledge. The only source of knowledge is experience, and you need experience to gain wisdom." And wisdom only comes through 
you know, experience going out there, making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, going through trial and error, basically, to get things figured out. And how that ties into the world of, you know, financial planning and retirement planning is, you know, there's a couple different choices that people have. You know, you know, people can go out and they can buy a book, you know, they can enroll in a course uh, to learn about retirement planning, which I think those things are good. Um, but I would say that that's getting more knowledge. But applying all that information and keeping up to date with all the information, that's why people usually delegate to a qualified advisor uh, because they definitely need to have the information. They need to have experience. They need to have wisdom. And a lot of times that experience and wisdom only comes over time. And someone that graduates college, uh, gets all their licenses, graduates top of their class, they're going to be very knowledgeable. But how many people have they guided through a process to make sure that they can have the retirement they dreamt about? So I think that's kind of the topic. We'll, we'll kind of use some parables today of some of the stories I uncovered. Uh, but I want to walk through those, hopefully be entertaining, uh, but also prove a point that you know, sometimes it's best to not go it alone. And sometimes it's good to have somebody that has that experience and wisdom behind them to help guide you to and through retirement. Scott, you and I are both uh, DIYers in different facets of life, uh, especially when it comes to you know home construction and uh, projects and things like that. Although it seems like you and uh, I think you said it's your brother who helps you out a lot on the home construction projects. Is that right? Um, I think your guys' skill level is a little bit higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually my uncle, who's very very like my brother. But yeah, see, I I worked with him for him for years and did a lot of construction. And so even I have experience and I have knowledge, but I'm not, I, I'm not delusional to think that I can do it the same job as he can, you know, cause he's spent, you know, 40 years honing those skills and it's amazing. He can just look at something and go, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to do it. And it's just amazing the things that he figures out because he has all that experience behind him. And so, you know, and that's where, you know, you and I talked before, there's that parable of the old man, the hammer and the broken engine. And so I thought that'd be great to talk about that today. It kind of maybe, so for some of you, it'd be a new story. Some of you would be a reintroduction, but I think we've got some uh, pretty interesting topics to, to I, go through today. To I don't quite remember on. that one from Aesop's Fables when I was growing up. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely all ears and interested in, interested in the parable. Gotcha. So it's basically a parable that, you know, it starts with a giant engine in a factory goes kaput. And the factory owners had, had several experts uh, come in and check it out, but none of them could illustrate to the owners that they could solve the problem. And so they're just frustrated as all can be. All these experts just can't get it done. And so eventually, uh, the owners bring in this older gentleman who had been fixing engines for many, many years. So a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom. And so he comes in and he inspects this huge engine, just takes just a couple of minutes, just kind of walks around. And he goes over his tool bag and he pulls out a hammer. That's an old hammer. He goes to the engine, he gently taps on the engine. And within a few seconds, that engine springs back into life. 
So it's just shazam. So he puts his hammer back in the bag, closes it up, walks away, and, and leaves the factory. So a week later, the owners of the business receive their invoice from the uh, experienced gentleman for $10,000. And they are flabbergasted. And so they wrote to the old man, asked him to send through really an itemized invoice because it just had one item said $10,000. And so the wise gentleman replied with a bill that had two things on it. Number one, itemization was tapping with a hammer, $2. Item number two, knowing where to tap, $9,998. <laughs> I love it. Gutsy. Yeah. So the moral of the story is that effort is important, but having the experience to know where to put that effort makes all the difference. And in the world of financial planning and retirement, most of the effort and time is put into saving enough, save, 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 defer, 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 and you know, just save as much as you can. That's really the focus. And then the second thing is, well, where do we put it? The investments are the huge part of this. We've got to have the right investments. You know, my investments are better than yours and X, Y, Z. And, and so just the focus is those two things. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or gone to any of our events, you know that comprehensive planning is holistic. And it looks at all the different areas of your retirement world or your financial planning world and breaks them into the five areas, which are number one, income plan. We need to have an income plan that's written down, that's easy to navigate, that has flexibility because that income plan is the, the fuel that supplies your retirement. That lets you go do the things that you want to do. So once you understand what your income plan needs to do for you, then we would step two, which is the investment side of things. What investment should we choose to get the job done? And once we pick that plan, we need to put that plan into action. We need to review it, monitor it, change it over time. Uh, but again, you've heard me say a hundred times, you know, the investments need to be the servant of the plan. And number three, once we do that is how do we minimize our taxes? And I think this is the one thing that's really missing out there is that tax piece of how do we minimize taxes? Because I have a lot of conversations with tax preparers, CPAs, very smart people, very knowledgeable about tax code, about how to fill out the forms and prepare returns. But a lot of times the information we talk about has nothing to do with minimizing taxes going forward. Or what are the tax implications of putting money to an IRA or 401k and not doing so with the thought process of what tax rates may be in the future? So we've got to protect what we've put together to make sure that you know, we're paying our fair share of taxes, of course, but not overpaying. And then finally, we need to figure out what is our health care plan, which actually our next episode, we're going to talk about health care, long-term care a little bit. You know, what type of plan do you want to have in place? And finally, making sure that your legacy and estate plan issues are taken care of. You know, that could be your legal documents. That could be your beneficiaries set up properly. It could be even more complex. Information, knowledge, and wisdom need to be applied to all five areas. And we really need a process to walk through to make sure we're making the right decisions processes, systems, all of these things are really important. Sometimes those things are also hard to 
implement if you are, you know, a DIYer because often you're approaching things for the very first time. Uh, to me, that's another one of those areas where knowledge and power um, and, and the know-how and wisdom kind of diverge a little bit. Um, I, I can know what I'm supposed to do in a situation, but when I actually get there, boy, I'd r- much rather have the experience of having gone through it before and a better plan than just sort of the, the know-how for getting through it. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk some more about some of those things as we look at these lessons. What are, what's one of the top most critical things that you think we should uh, kind of emerge from this parable as we compare it to the financial and investing world? I think the first one is knowing where to tap. You got to know where to tap the machine. Well, that's a, that's where the primor, uh, priority of the bill was. So that's a good place to start. <laughs> Absolutely, but you you've got to combat information overload with a structured decision making process that filters out the noise, the myths, the misconceptions, and focuses on facts and logic. And we need to make sure we understand what's critical to our decision making process. What data do we need to really look at? to decide what's the best thing moving forward for your situation. So I think in in this day of information overload and all this data, we need someone to be able to turn down the noise, help you focus on what's truly important, what decisions you really need to make. And just like with a, a, a new clients coming on board, very, very sharp individuals. He is in a very, very technical math driven field, uh, very analytical. And he had become overwhelmed with all of the choices that were out there. And the more that he researched, the more data he uncovered to where he had such a giant pile of data, he was just drowning in it. And so we step back and say, hey, we have the same information that you have. We have access to it. But we have a process to filter it down to the handful of things we really need to consider. So, again, we have the same access to knowledge as everyone else. It's the process we use to distill it down and the decision-making process we give our clients. That's what's helpful. Again, we know where to tap to make the machine run efficiently. Knowing where to tap is only part of the battle, though, right? Because there's much more that goes into executing the knowledge and the wisdom and making all those things come together. Absolutely. And, it, and prior knowledge isn't always an advantage, Um, especially if you're trying to do things on your own, because we don't want experience to override critical thinking, critical decision-making. And so in that story, you could say, well, the the older gentleman, he got lucky. You know, his experience told him roughly where to look, but he could have hit in the wrong place and then spent hours just smacking the machine and causing a lot of damage before he got it right. You know, that could have happened. But experience is a distinct advantage, which the process we go through, that, that complete planning process, that lets us decide what should we focus on? What out of the five areas are truly important to put into place to make your plan work? And sometimes we meet people and and out of the five areas, maybe they've got two of them that are all set and we need to focus on the other two or three. Sometimes we're meeting people and maybe they're five or 10 years out from retirement. You know, so we need to focus on different, uh, more of that accumulation phase. So again, it's information is out there. It's always changing, but you want to make sure you've got a a solid process or we call a discipline that you follow a discipline or a philosophy. That's their guiding directive. And you need to stick to that. 
this kind of reminds me that sort of prior knowledge not always being an advantage of maybe a a doctor who's been in the industry for maybe a couple of decades but hasn't been really keeping up to date perhaps with you know some of the newest advancements in ways to operate. I remember Connie had a uh, uh, my wife when she was studying to become a nurse practitioner, and she had various you know clinicals and things like that. So she was bouncing around every six weeks or so to a different um, doctor's office or nurse practitioner office. So she got a lot of really interesting exposure to the way that people do things. And there was one in particular who she really enjoyed working for. But it was interesting because she was like, you can tell that they haven't updated the way that they do things in quite some time. It, it's quite antiquated. And I, and she was kind of just taking it from the approach of, you know, I think he's a good doctor, but I would be worried about going there because, <laughs> you know, what used to cause, uh, you know, a major scar down your left arm, you know, just as an example, might be able to done with just a small little, you know, a very tiny incision now. And so by not making that upgrade, you're kind of not serving your, your clients well. So it's maybe not so much the critical thinking way, way, but I kind of think of that as like if you're just relying on that prior experience and not still advancing the knowledge, it's kind of a two-way street when we evaluate these different things. Absolutely. And and you think about how we started this, this story, you know, the, the factory owners, they had all these experts come in and to look at the problem. And you would think that those are probably knowledgeable people but they could not illustrate to the factory owners how they could solve the problem. And I know it's something that I constantly work on in the retirement planning field is you, there's a lot of information, but people need to be able to understand at a 30,000 foot view, what are we doing? Why is this important? And now, and I think the biggest thing people need to take away is, why are we making these decisions? Why did we go this way or the other? And so you, I think we've got to be able to t break things down into digestible pieces. And with a good process, we take and figure out what's the priority. You know, what is the urgent and important? If you think about the old Stephen Covey time management matrix, uh, we want to tackle the biggest, most important issues first and move to the next thing, build upon that, build that foundation and make good decisions. And so that's where you've got to be able to illustrate uh, how, A, can we explain the issue or problem? Can we diagnose that? Can we talk about what the remedies or solutions are? And once we narrow down the solutions we think fit may fit the situation, can we have a critical discussion about what are the pros and cons to each of these options? You know, what are the strings that are attached by going down these roads? So a perfect example of that would be when we go through our income planning process and we isolate someone's income gap, we talk about, you know, there's, there's basically three ways to generate income in retirement to solve that income gap. And the first one is we can invest it in the market and the, the value can go up and down. And some people are comfortable with that. So they know if the market's really up, they get a raise. If the market's really down, you have to tighten your belt. You know, so that's, you know, basing your income gap solution on the market. Some people are geared to say, hey, I, I need $2,000 a month to go along with my Social Security uh, checks. I need that guaranteed like clockwork. I want a personal pension. I want it guaranteed. Well, 
there's situations where we look at different strategies to do that. Uh, that's one way to solve it. And a third way is some hybrid of those two. You know, maybe part of it comes from the market, part of it becomes comes from guaranteed uh, solutions. So again, it's it's different, but people need to understand out of those three options, there's pluses and minuses to both of those. We need to clearly talk about what those situations are and make informed, rational decisions based on facts and logic. And what's going to satisfy the client and let them sleep well at night. You know, so that's that's really what it you know comes down to is being able to illustrate that you can diagnose the problem, that you have you comprehend the solutions that are available and the pluses and minuses, but more importantly, how do you put those solutions together to make sure that we have the highest probability of success so you can live your best retirement life? I have a feeling that maybe I don't know. I don't know if it's the majority, but a big part of what you do at Elevated Retirement Group is not just the planning, uh, running the numbers, figuring out somebody's plan and and being that consultant for them and and walking through that process, but then in communicating to that person everything you've uncovered and what the plan is in a way that they can understand. Um, I remember finding that to be very helpful in, again, we kind of always, you and I bring things back to, uh, you know, working on the house and that kind of thing. When we had some help with our kitchen and the lighting and the plumbing, our contractor was great because he was able to really explain why he was having to do certain things. This is why we can't put this here. And I've worked with other people in the past where they just kind of did it and then couldn't really explain why they had to do what they had to do. And then I'm just kind of left wondering, well, well, why do we now just have this square box in the wall or, you know, some <laughs> some something that's odd that's like, well, I don't under- I still don't understand what the choice was for why this happened or, you know, what, what, why is this weird with the flooring or whatever the case may be. And so it just made a huge difference when somebody can take something that might have been complex in the why they had to do something and make that easy for me to understand so I feel much more comfortable with it and confident in the work that's being done. Absolutely. And that's the, when you think about hiring an expert and tapping into their service, that kind of comes to this last part of the story we'll talk about is the owners of the factory, once they got the gentleman's bill, they were flabbergasted and they wrote the, the man a letter asking him to itemize the bill. And there's an example of looking at price versus value. And that can be tough for some people to say, well, you know, I've got this over here at my 401k and my, the price is, you know, a little bit lower than what an advisor charges. Well, so that's true from a price perspective, it may be less expensive to have money in a 401k. But is that the only important data set to look at? You know, because again, investments are a portion of that, but you're paying an advisor for their wisdom and expertise. You're paying them for their process. You're paying them to keep you on track. You're paying them to make sure that your monthly paycheck increases with taxes and inflation over time. You're paying them to change the investments over time, depending on economic conditions. You're paying them to study the effects of healthcare and long-term care on your plan. You're relying upon them to filter out all the choices that are available to you to to satisfy or put a plan of action to 
shield against healthcare and long-term care expenses. How do you save tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on your tax-deferred IRAs or 401ks? How do you get them to a Roth IRA? Uh, how do you get them to a tax-free status? Those are the things that you're paying an advisor to do. But ultimately, the big thing that you're paying an advisor for, should be paying an advisor for, is that what we call big mistake insurance. And making sure that when things get turbulent and things get choppy, that we don't abandon our investment discipline. We don't abandon our plan because at the time it doesn't feel good. And that's the thing about your financial plan. That's the thing about life, about relationships. There's going to be an ebb and flow to everything. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be seasons in life. And if you retire and your retirement consists of 10, 20, 30 years of unpaid work, of permanent unemployment, you're going to go through economic ups and downs. You're going to go through potentially higher, maybe lower taxes, we hope, but it looks like higher tax in the future. Are you going to experience higher health care costs? Are you going to experience inflation potentially? Absolutely. But again, price is what you pay, value is what you receive. And it's about making sure that the person or the team that's guiding you has your best interest at heart. They need to be a fiduciary, uh, but they need to be guiding and keeping you on track and not letting you veer off course and do things that are detrimental to the long-term success of your financial plan. So important, I think, to keep all of these things in mind. Let that parable resonate with you a little bit today, figuring out uh, the value of knowledge, wisdom, experience, how these things combine to lead you to a good path in your retirement and financial planning. Lots to learn on today's episode. Love it, Scott. Uh, if you've got questions for Scott about these kinds of things, want to work with somebody who's going to help kind of show you the way, who knows where to tap, uh, can make it simple and easy to understand and bring your plan along the way uh, to successful retirement, reach out, get in touch. 913-393-4724 is the number to call. Or you can go online to listen to scott.com and reach out through the website as well. Again, 913-393-4724 or listen to scott.com. Scott, thanks for the story and the guidance on the show today. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to next time. Yep, another episode on the way next time. We'll see you soon, right back here on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.